Good evening. Our top stories tonight, Lamar Jackson announces that he officially requested a trade all the way back on March 2nd. That's quite a bit of time for that trade request to have been kept under wraps. Lamar Jackson wants out from the Baltimore Ravens. And the 49ers want in on Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is set to be the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. He is the leader in the clubhouse. John Lynch came out, gave him big affirmation today. Not good for all you Trey Lance fans, but maybe it lights a fire under Trey Lance and he performs. We also have updates on the rookie quarterbacks, updates from the NFL owners meeting, all that, and much, much more on Player Profiler today. Could I trade Lamar in Dynasty from Billy Bob? No. No, you should not because we are at an all-time low in terms of value for Lamar Jackson. You do not sell an asset on the dive. You do not sell it on the dip. No, you wait until Lamar Jackson has his contract figured out because as soon as Lamar Jackson signs with another team, as soon as Lamar Jackson figures out what he's doing, the dynasty value will pop because everyone loves movement. Everyone loves action. Everyone loves a big splash that will push the value up. Player profiler will let you know whether or not his value is actually increasing. That's why you sign up for the all-in package. You can get the Dynasty rankings. You can also get the Dynasty Dominator app on your phone. It tells you everything you need about Lamar Jackson and his value compared to other players and the trades. But let's get into it. With Lamar Jackson, let's explain the whole story. Lamar Jackson goes and puts out a Twitter thread today. Crazy. Crazy that athletes are now able to just open up to the public, have a one-to-one forum. It never used to be like this, but Lamar Jackson, he comes out and says, I have requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens. I did it all the way back on March 2nd. The Ravens do not respect my ability and will not compensate me fairly. And so Lamar Jackson wants out of there. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. He's being jerked around by the Baltimore Ravens. And in the media, you hear, oh, well, good things. Uh, The Ravens, they're trying. You know, they gave him $133 guaranteed. Yeah, over the first three years. What about the other two years? And also, he had to play a certain amount of snaps before that 133 was fully guaranteed. Lamar Jackson, as weird as it is him not having an agent, Lamar Jackson is no dummy. Lamar Jackson is going to get his money some way, somehow. Let's go. And the question is whether anyone wants Lamar. Well, we have heard from a couple teams interested in Lamar, but let's go over the teams that we know are not. Washington Commanders, not interested in Lamar Jackson. GM Martin Mayhew comes out today at the NFL's NFL owners meeting and says, nope, not in on Lamar. It's Jacoby Brissett versus Sam Howell. And this one actually makes sense, though it could change. This could change when there is a new owner of the Washington Commanders. But for now, why would Martin Mayhew put his future on the line to go out after after Lamar Jackson when the new owner could think that was a stupid move, you idiot. You're fired before we even get in the building because that was a dumb move and I didn't like it. So no, they're, they're just going to wait until they have new ownership. It's not his fault. It's just the way the NFL works. It's the way the world works. 
When you know there's a transition, you don't go out and make rash decisions knowing that someone else is going to be judging them in a couple weeks, a couple days potentially. So anyways, Washington Commanders are out. New York Jets are out. The New York Jets believe that it would be bad faith to pursue Lamar Jackson, to negotiate with Lamar Jackson while they're trying to get this deal done with the Jets. And no one else believes that. They're an NFL team. You, you've got to go out and make moves, deal however you need to, to make your team better. But the Jets don't care about anyone's opinion but one, and that's number 12. That's Aaron Rodgers. So by saying, no, we're not negotiating with Lamar Jackson, we are not interested, that builds some goodwill with Aaron Rodgers, knowing that he is their only priority. He is the focus. He is the apple of their eye. So Jets are out. Commanders are out, but the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts are interested in Lamar Jackson. Anytime a special player is available, which he is, you got to do the work. And that's from general manager, Chris Ballard. Lamar Jackson is a special player. Do the Colts believe Will Levis is special? Do they believe Anthony Richardson is special? Do they believe any of these quarterbacks are special? We like all these quarterbacks, but Lamar Jackson is better than all four of them. The trade-off is the contract. Do you go for the rookie quarterback window? Five years at cost-controlled, cheap contract? Or do you go with the proven asset, though there is a question about his snaps played versus the contract? But do you go with the proven asset, the unanimous MVP, Lamar Jackson? And that's something the Colts are clearly figuring out. Shane Steichen will not commit to Gardner Minshew. And we know why it's because they don't plan to have Gardner Minshew be the starter. It's either going to be a rookie or it's going to be Lamar Jackson. So the fact that the Indianapolis Colts are considering Lamar Jackson tells me this. They are waiting. The Colts are waiting until after the draft. The Colts with the fourth overall pick, if no one signs Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, will draft Will Anderson or Jalen Carter or whoever they deem as the best non-quarterback available. And then... As soon as their pick is in, as soon as the draft is over, it resets. So now it's a 2024 and a 2025 first round pick to sign Lamar Jackson away from the Baltimore Ravens. And by doing that, the Colts would be making a bet that, yeah, we're going to be a hell of a lot better in 2023 with Lamar Jackson. So you can take our late round picks in 2024 and 2025. Fine. Have them, Baltimore. I love it. I love it. Though I do love the idea of Will Levis or Anthony Richardson with the Indianapolis Colts. I just over the moon about the idea of the Colts saying, screw you, Baltimore. The revenge, the revenge from the Baltimore Ravens. Or no, actually, no. This is just another slap in the face to the city of Baltimore. The Baltimore Colts heading to Indianapolis. Whew. But the Ravens deserve it at this point, the way that they have jerked around Lamar Jackson. Love to see him to go to the Indianapolis Colts and would also love to see him go to the New England Patriots. I think the Colts are masters of quarterback disasters. Oh, goodness. They deserve to figure it out, though. Come on, Harry Snowman. <laughs> he is the prima donna of the J.E.T. Yeah, Darren Rodgers, truly the apple of their eye, the big apple of their eye. Washington can thank this year and just exactly Kevin 
Exactly. Especially when you have a new ownership group coming in and you might be setting up the work for someone else. Unfortunately, if you're Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew, definitely are. If you're Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, questionable. Don't know if the new ownership will fire him or not, but you're doing the work for someone else. If you're Ron Rivera tanking for a quarterback that you'll never get to see. But anyways, I would love to see Lamar Jackson play for the New England Patriots. And so would Meek Mill and Lamar Jackson. Meek Mill, the rapper, the man that Robert Kraft has a great relationship with because of some work to get Meek Mill out of prison and their work on social justice and prison reform together. Since then, Robert Kraft, Meek Mill, close friends. Really cool story. And Meek Mill texted Lamar Jack Earth. Meek Mill texted Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, to say, hey, Lamar wants to come to New England. Kraft's response, well, that's up to Coach Belichick. And he still loves Bill Belichick. He still believes in Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick will get to coach for the Patriots as long as he wants. Does Bill Belichick want Lamar Jackson? Well, you know, uh, I'm not going to speak on other teams, other players on other teams. We don't talk about other players on other teams. That's just not something we do. So we're not going to talk about that right now. Classic Belichick. Just you're not going to get an answer there. Even though Lamar Jackson's not technically on a team, he's a free agent. But Bill Belichick just didn't answer at that point. But Bill Belichick has not ruled out Lamar Jackson. Wouldn't that be a splash trade for Lamar Jackson? Sign him to an offer sheet and trade two first round picks. Mac Jones, maybe he's the backup. Maybe you send him somewhere else. Maybe you send him to the Las Vegas Raiders because we know that Josh McDaniel still loves Mac Jones. Lots of moving parts here. Wouldn't it be magical to see Lamar Jackson and Bill Belichick whoo, getting goosebumps just thinking about it? So, so far, it's the Patriots and the Colts that have been linked to Lamar Jackson. John Harbaugh still believes that Lamar will be coming home, will play for the Ravens once again, which was interesting because Lamar put out his Twitter thread while John Harbaugh was on stage saying, I believe Lamar Jackson will be our QB week one. Negotiations are going great. Lamar is doing a great job in negotiations. And then Lamar comes out and says, I want out. But you can follow all this action and all the other action with all these other players over on Prediction Strike, the platform that treats players like stocks. So sign up for Prediction Strike. $20 deposit gets you a free player share with promo code UNDERWORLD. And that free player could be Lamar Jackson. And you can watch throughout the offseason as news comes in, as points are accumulated week one when he's playing somewhere else. You can bet on Lamar Jackson. Use promo code UNDERWORLD. Sign up now. $20 deposit that gets you a free player share over on Prediction Strike. And if you like Prediction Strike, if you like Player Profiler, hop in the Discord because Aaron, our guy Aaron Stewart, talks all about Prediction Strike. He is the king of that platform, does shows on it, tells us what we need to know, who we should be investing in. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Player Profiler building something special here right now. And so that will bring us to Brock Purdy. And as the FF Mad Scientist, and happy to have you on the show, my friend. Always a pleasure getting to interact with you. Time to buy Lance, I assume. Can't go much lower, and he's going to get a chance at some point 
somewhere. And as Michael says, trying to buy Lance and Superflex because I sure ain't buying Purdy as the QB1. 49ers spent too much on Lance to just bail. If there's anything we know about the NFL, big investment equals long leash. And the interesting thing here is that, yeah, Brock Purdy has earned the right to go in as the incumbent. Absolutely, he has. Did you watch what he did last year at the end of the season? However, Brock Purdy's not going to have the chance to compete to be QB1. He's not going to be throwing for three months. And even once he starts throwing, he's not going to be practicing with the team. No, starting to throw means he is off by himself on the rehab field, on the field with nobody around, no pads, no quarterbacks. No helmets, no receivers, no running backs. It's just going to be Brock Purdy over there throwing by himself slowly, but surely. And then over the course of the following three months, then Brock Purdy will work his way back into being able to take a snap, being able to practice with the offense. But Brock Purdy is not expected to be cleared until the Sunday. That very first day of the NFL season, that's when Brock Purdy will be cleared. And so he's going to need time to practice. He's going to need time to work with the offense and get up to strength. Maybe, maybe somehow he beats that timeline. But even still, Trey Lance is going to have an entire summer to establish himself as QB1. So I believe this is just a way to light a fire under Trey Lance to say, hey, man, we're not thrilled with your performance so far. Maybe they're not thrilled with his workout habits this offseason. Maybe he hasn't been in the facility. I don't know. But whatever it is, the 49ers are sending a message to Trey Lance that it's time to step up, bucko. You got to be QB1 because Brock Purdy can be. So, yes, I believe this is the time to invest in Trey Lance. Buy low on Trey Lance because he will start somewhere. First round quarterbacks like Trey Lance get multiple chances. Mitch Trubisky, how many years did he have chances? He had another chance with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Mitchell Trubisky is nowhere near the talent of Trey Lance. So Trey Lance going to start week one. Sam Darnold is insurance on Trey Lance. They need a quarterback if anything happens to Trey Lance, if his recovery does not go as planned, they need a quarterback to start. And Darnold, he's not going to push Trey Lance unless Trey Lance bottoms out. So Brock Purdy, yes, he's the incumbent. Yes, he has the inside track, but none of that matters because he's not going to be healthy until the day the season kicks off, which means he's not going to practice, which means he's not going to play. No Brock Purdy. Maybe he gets reinserted, but that will be up to Trey Lance. That will be up to his performance in week one, in week two, in week three. And at that point, maybe Brock Purdy is healthy enough and has practiced with the offense enough that they could make a switch, but not if Trey Lance is balling out. It's just how it works. So we'll see who and how long they start for when the switch is made from Trey Lance to Brock Purdy, when the switch is made from Sam Darnold to Trey Lance. However, any of this goes, we'll be here to keep you up to date with all of it. We will keep you up to date with absolutely all of it. Rookie quarterbacks, though, there are a lot 
of rookie quarterbacks around the NFL getting news, getting highlights. We've talked extensively about Will Levis and the fact that Will Levis is underrated at this point. It's getting too much hate. And Cody Carpentier pointed this out, actually, that Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, they made the same throw that Will Levis made. The Zach Wilson throw that everyone likes to call it. And no negativity, none whatsoever. But Will Levis makes the throw and all of a sudden, no, no, next that Zach Wilson. So much negativity out there. Just, we don't need it. And the Texans don't have that negativity in their hearts. The Houston Texans believe in Will Levis, at least to the point that they believe he is worth investigating. Because Will Levis is the only, the one and only quarterback to have met with the Houston Texans at this point. Now, the Texans plan to meet with C.J. Stroud, to meet with Bryce Young, to meet with Anthony Richardson, to have all three of those quarterbacks come to visit in Houston. But so far, only Will Levis has visited the Houston Texans. Maybe, just maybe, we're wrong in assuming that the Texans have made up their mind. Maybe they are truly scouting the position, figuring it out. Maybe Bryce Young is not a foregone conclusion. We will keep you up to date. Anthony Richardson will be making that throw in short order. On Thursday, Anthony Richardson has his pro day. He will throw. Don't know what else he's doing if he's just throwing, but expect Anthony Richardson to put on a show out there. The Underwear Olympics at the pro day in Gainesville, Florida. Anthony Richardson is going to absolutely shine. Whew, I, I am excited. Anthony Richardson highlights just whew, get me Get me excited. Anthony Richardson. Can't wait to see this draft season. It's just, it's fun. This is a fun draft season with all of the upside here at quarterback. I just, I know I say it a lot, but it is a great time to be an NFL fan. We deserve this quarterback class. We're getting four, potentially five starters. That's a good thing for the NFL. We need it considering Desmond Ritter is a starting quarterback day one. Sam Howell, starting quarterback day one. We deserve this 2023 NFL draft. It's going to be a fun one. And we've got a lot of fun stories coming out of the NFL owners meeting as well. Starting with the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers, they're getting a lot of calls about Brandon Ayuk. Really? Teams are calling, trying to trade for Brandon Ayuk. I mean, I can't blame them. They're asking for a first round for Jerry Judy. Well, if I'm giving up a first round pick, I may as well call about Brandon Ayuk because he's better than Jerry Judy. But no, the San Francisco 49ers are not interested in trading Brandon Ayuk. I can only imagine how Kyle Shanahan greeted these phone calls. Hey, uh, you know, we're looking for a wide receiver and, you know, Jerry Judy, they're asking for a first round pick. So, you know, would you take a, a first for Brandon Ayuk? And I can only imagine how colorful the language was that was spoken by Kyle Shanahan because there's no way the 49ers are tra trading Brandon Ayuk. This is an all-in team. This is a team that is gunning for a Super Bowl. They have high expectations. And so you expect them to jettison talent on a cost-controlled contract? Because Brandon Ayuk, he's only going into the fourth year of his deal. And the 49ers with these rumors, have said, no, we're keeping him this year real cheap, and then we're picking up his fifth-year option, and that's still cheap compared to what Brandon Ayuk is worth. He's going to get paid 
by us or someone else, but we've got two more years with Brandon Ayuk under contract for cheap. No, you can't have them. We're gunning for a Super Bowl here in San Francisco. So Brandon Ayuk, not on the way out. Trade Ayuk makes the rest of the options more reliable in fantasy. I mean, it does. It would be great for fantasy football if Brandon Ayuk was traded, but it's not going to happen. It is bad for real football. It hurts the 49ers. It makes them a worse football team. So I understand what you're saying, mad scientist, but no way Kyle Shanahan signs off on this. Not a chance. Brandon Ayuk will be a 49er. We don't know where Brand- where DeAndre Hopkins will be, though. DeAndre Hopkins officially can speak to teams now. Cardinals have granted DeAndre Hopkins permission to go out, talk to other teams, negotiate a new contract, figure out how to make this happen. And I'm surprised it took this long because the Cardinals are really looking to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. They are a complete teardown, complete rebuild. They want every pick that they can get. But it hasn't happened to this point. Teams are laughing that they want a second and third round pick like Christian McCaffrey got. So I'm surprised it took this long, but Cardinals are hoping, well, you know, if you can negotiate with DeAndre Hopkins and figure out what the contract will be, yeah, then you'll give us a second round pick. Still not going to happen. Still not going to happen until draft night. It'll be a draft night trade in the second round, maybe the third round pick, but DeAndre Hopkins, he will be on the move. Should I pick up Cam Newton at all in Dynasty? Thank you for the content. You are so welcome, Billy Bob. Always a pleasure getting to talk to everyone out there, but no. You should not pick up Cam Newton. He's not going to get signed by anyone because teams don't believe that he's a backup. Cam Newton doesn't believe he's a backup. He doesn't believe that there are 32 quarterbacks better than him. Cam Newton believes he should be a starter. And no team's going to sign him as a starter at this point. Not going to happen. Hooker may be better than all the 2022 quarterbacks combined, and he's consensus QB5. It could happen. It could happen. This Again, this is a great quarterback class. Five potential starting quarterbacks. I know when you hear someone say it's a great quarterback class, you're thinking the Joe Burrows, the Justin Herberts of the world, but five starting quarterbacks in one draft class. That is great. It's not, it's the five quarterbacks aren't as good as the last time we got five quarterbacks in the first round with Mac Jones and Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. But also none of the five quarterbacks that will be starters from this draft are worse than Zach Wilson. So it balances out. It's a good class. Anyways, continuing with news from the NFL owners meeting, Odell Beckham continuing to have conversations. I told you this cycle was never going to end. We're going to continue to hear about Odell Beckham week after week, month after month until the end of time. But the giants haven't closed the door on, on Odell Beckham. The jets are interested in Odell Beckham, which we knew, but there are no visits scheduled at this point. But of course, there's no visits scheduled. It's the NFL owners meeting. They're all hanging out together. I think in Arizona, all the owners, all the coaches, they're all together. The general managers, of course, they're not having meetings scheduled right now. After that, that's when everything will open back up. But over these next couple of days with the NFL owners meeting, it's just going to be rumors. It's just going to be interviews. It's just going to be talk like Odell Beckham to the Jets, to the Giants, like DeAndre Hopkins gaining steam of a trade, which will take longer and longer. And like Jared Goff, Jared Goff, Goff's our guy, man. I think he's proven over the last two years that, man, 
he's made for us. When when you've got a when you've got your quarterback, you hold on to those guys, man. Hope you like my Dan Campbell impression. Just hilarious reading the transcript and the amount of times Dan Campbell says man in his interview. Just guy's a WWE superstar. Guy can deliver a promo. But more confidence in Jared Goff. I don't believe any of the quarterbacks are going to be available for the Lions at the 106 anyways, and I don't see them trading up. So I think we're sticking with Jared Goff for another year. Maybe they draft Hendon Hooker later in the draft in the second round. Maybe they trade up back into the first for Hendon Hooker. But at this point, based on what we're hearing about quarterbacks being drafted, there's not going to be one for Jared Goff to be replaced. But Lions rolling with Jared Goff for another year. The Denver Broncos rolling with Samaj P. Ryan. They believe that Samaj P. Ryan, if Javante Williams is out, which he will be, Javante Williams, it's not just an ACL. He tore several other ligaments. This is going to be an injury that at least causes him to miss week one. Might miss a couple more, just like uh, J.K. Dobbins did. So Samaj P. Ryan, they believe that he can be the starter, that they believe that he can carry the load. And I told you. Sean Payton views Samaj Pirine as the new Mark Ingram, a plotter between the tackles, a slow, not particularly athletic running back, but also one that is a good pass catcher. Mark Ingram, great pass catcher. Samaj Pirine, great pass catcher. So it's nothing special, but Samaj Pirine is going to have a role in fantasy football. Samaj Pirine is going to be a difference maker and Samaj P Ryan is going to be annoying for all the Javante Williams general managers out there. Campbell is just coach speak for, we like him, but we know we aren't going to get it. Exactly. Mad scientist. You are on point tonight. I completely agree with you tonight. This draft class for the ages hooker Butte. <laughs> oh, geez. Louise, Harry snowman. Come on. Snowman. Anyways, Samaj P Ryan. Broncos believe that he can be a starter, believe that he will be a starter for them for a period of time. But it appears that no one believes that Ezekiel Elliott can be a starter anymore. No, it appears that out of the three teams, because remember, Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know who actually released it, who reported it, but the story came out that Zeke had narrowed it down to three. Zeke was either going to sign with the Philadelphia Eagles, he was going to sign with the Cincinnati Bengals, or he was going to sign with the New York Jets. The Eagles already said, no, we're happy with our backfield. We will pass on Ezekiel Elliott. We're good. I don't believe they're happy with their backfield. Rashad Penny, not even making $2 million this year, can't make $3 million this year. That's backup money for Rashad Penny. So the Eagles will add a running back, but I don't believe it will be Ezekiel Elliott. And it won't be Ezekiel Elliott to the Jets either. Robert Saul, head coach of the New York Jets, he's asked, are you interested in Ezekiel Elliott? We like our running backs. That's all I'm going to say. Because Robert Saul knows. I can't answer that question honestly without being disrespectful. No, we don't really have use for Ezekiel Elliott. We don't have room for him on the roster. Because we've got Brees Hall. And Brees Hall might be back for week one. He might miss a week or two. As far as we know, it's just a clean ACL tear for Brees Hall. But either way, we've got Zonovan Knight in the role that Ezekiel Elliott would want. And Zonovan Knight is better. 
He's a better between the tackles runner. He's a better pass catcher. Zonovan Knight just does everything that Ezekiel Elliott can do, but better at this point in their respective careers. So Zeke would be a backup behind Zonovan Knight, and he wouldn't be in on third downs because they also like Michael Carter a whole lot. So at this point, Zonovan Knight is the first and second down back. Michael Carter's the third down back. Zeke is now RB3. And then Brees Hall comes back and Zeke is RB4 and Zeke doesn't play special teams. So there will be a lot of games where he's inactive behind Ty Johnson, who does play special teams. Nope. Jets aren't the place for Ezekiel Elliott. Bengals haven't said anything. Bengals are the only team that haven't denied Ezekiel Elliott at this point. And the Cowboys have said, hey, if Zeke wants to come back home, if Zeke wants to come back to Dallas, he knows what price we're willing to pay him. And you have to imagine it's backup money because at this point, Ezekiel Elliott is a backup running back. (laughs) 